This is Miller's Edge on Tide to jumpstart a Boston Red Sox team that has struggled to gain footing and get back to contention, they hope, with the services in the AL East. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Show in a tide 100.9, 12:30 a.m. WTBC. How you like those cool sounds by Noah Rogers? His last day of being a Rogers, and then next week we'll flip the script and call him something else. It's a free for all Friday. Lot of stuff to get into. Some scuttlebutt uh, hitting the airways or the internet waves about a coach. I don't even want to say former, current, whatever you call it. Has he signed his contract yet? I don't know. Uh, we'll get to some of that here in just a moment. Maybe headed to the National Football League. A couple of college coaches, by the way, are leaving college and headed to the National Football League. Looks like a downgrade. Some of them head coaches that have said, you know what, I'll take an OC position in the National Football League. Thank you. 
Hang on, we'll try to get Corey back here in a moment. edition of the Miller's Edge, right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM. WTBC, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Noah, how are you this morning? I see I got you You're running all around right now, so I apologize for that. Oh, we get set up, but hopefully you're having a good start of your morning. <laughs> um, that being said, a lot to dive into on the show today. Again, uh, there we go. Okay, I was about to say, I thought something sounded a little, all right, good. A lot to dive into today. I'm sure you guys all saw the news. Um, Ryan Grubb being considered for the offensive coordinator spot with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, we're going to dive into that, what that might mean, see if there's any developments there. Um, so we'll talk about that, continue to talk about what we expect for this football team moving forward this, this season and uh, keep kind of diving into the roster, kind of what we expect, um, you know, to take place as we uh, quickly approach spring, which will be coming up as uh, Crimson Tide, the new look, uh, Crimson Tide will be having spring practice in about a month or so. But first, we've got some recruiting to uh, continue to talk about. Big recruiting weekend this weekend. The first junior day for Coach DeBoer and his new staff in this new era of Alabama football. So dive into that as well. But let's head on over to Columbia, South Carolina. I believe we got my dad up. See how he's doing. How's, uh, how's the weather there in Columbia this morning? Well, afternoon, excuse me. It's 1 o'clock your time. Uh, yeah, wake up, bro. You need to start getting yourself up a little early. Um, no, I, no, I, no, 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 no. Hold on. Don't do that. No. I, trust me. I came from the gym. I had plenty of time. But I think, you know, there's a lot of illnesses going around, stuff in the air right now. So I actually stopped and got some some disinfectant spray just to kind of make sure I'm, you know, doing my due diligence. So that that's what it was. No, no, no. I'm, I'm serious. No, I, I've been here. No, I don't, funny enough, I actually have been disinfecting this studio the past few minutes. Got to make sure he's protected. Yeah, no. Uh, that's I mean, it is. no, I mean, but you, did you tell him that we're alive and, and he's enough spraying Lysol? No, no, like literally that's actually what was going on. Like if, if the stream, I still have to pull the stream up. If the stream was on, you would have saw me. I mean, Look, all I'm just saying, there's been some illnesses going around, so I just want to make sure that I, you know, stay, you stay clean, stay whatever. Just, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I hate being sick. And let me knock on wood, because I don't even want it. But, like, that's, I hate it, man. It's not fun. No bueno. So I just try to go out of my way to do what I can to prevent those things. Well, I mean, you know, it's weird because this is, uh, let me just, let me just do this before we get in the show, because this is, <laughs> I'm about ready to just, to like, I'm trying to be godly in everything I do. But this right here, this mic system, is called Blue. Don't ever, <laughs> ever purchase a Blue mic if you're doing podcasts or radio traveling. They are the absolute worst piece of equipment that I've ever used. I mean, and Dang. it's the same thing that has happened to two mics that I've purchased now, that the plug-in gets loose and then the mic shorts out. That's what it happened. I was on, I'm opening the show, I can look on my computer, then the mic goes away. And then you can't just log it back, you gotta log out, you gotta log back in. It's a whole and process. It's, just, it's a whole freaking process, but I'm gonna email them, 
I'm gonna make a video with the mic and tell them, please, anybody that's <laughs> listening, I don't care if it's one, do not freaking purchase a blue microphone. They are garbage. Dang. Absolutely garbage. So, so now I'm gonna be looking after the show <laughs> for another mic, for a third mic that's gonna be put in my office, which will be an in-place mic, so it'll be a regular studio every time I finish it. But just to get by this mic is absolutely terrible. I, I can't, it's like I'm sitting here scared to move my head. Now, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> do I turn my neck and somebody knock on the door or whatever? So just be be on on alert. If, if you don't hear something for three seconds, that means a stupid mic has become ill, okay? All right, let's get to the show. It's Friday, dadgummit. You're not going to spoil my Friday blue mic, you dirty dog. <laughs> 205-342-9904 is the number. I'm Corey Miller, the pastor, playing along with Christian Miller. Noah Rogers, as I said before, I don't know if you heard me, today is his last day of Ben Rogers. And next week, send in what his name should be because he obviously doesn't like his real name. So we need to find out what a good last name is for the producer of this show, The Miller's Edge. Noah, don't forget to download the Tide app. It's absolutely free. Tide 100.9. Thoughts, comments, questions right there. And I got a feeling we'll get some of those because we're going to start right out to get up. Let's start right here. I gave you a couple of uh, appetizer topics to start the show. I talked about Ron Grubbs uh, being courted to go back to Seattle. I mean, it's not like it's a place. He probably hadn't even moved. He still, I'm sure, got his house. Is he married? I don't know. I can find it out very quickly. But he probably still got his crib up there. So if he goes to be with the Seahawks, it's just it's an easy move. And I don't even know if the man even have a contract yet. Have the university officially announced him yet? Not that Does I'm aware of. I have not heard of any announcements. And I just so, know this, I don't think, I think he's one of the few coaches that has, like, updated his social media, you know, uh, avatar or profile picture or whatever. So I don't know, man. A lot of speculation right so now. So my point is maybe he just, maybe he's ready to go. Maybe he didn't want to come down here. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, why haven't he? That's a serious question. You're, I mean, you're saying, like, why hasn't he kind of been like everybody else and updated everything? Right, and, and, and has the school maybe. officially announced him as the offense coordinator? Had the school. I'm not talking about Twitter Nation and X Nation. Right. I'm saying have the University of Alabama, I need to go do my homework here, have they officially named him and signed him to a two, three, one-year contract, whatever it is, that he's the new offensive coordinator? Here's what I'm saying to you. It sounds to me, if this guy, if they offer him this job, don't you think he takes it? Uh, because so. why wouldn't you? To be an offensive coordinator of the National Football League, I love Alabama, but they're not the NFL. I mean, and the Seahawks, I mean, this is your stomping grounds. You already live there. Right. So why wouldn't you take this job? And I know Tampa, I think, already either getting ready to hire an offensive coordinator so people are looking. Somebody's saying Chip Kelly may end up going to Washington, so another college coach. So that means another, you know, there's so much stuff happening right now. But here's the thing, though, Christian. I think at the bottom line is Nick Saban retired and got out of the game at the right time because of all the changes. Mm. I think they expedited Nick Saban's retirement. I think the fact the transfer portal, I think the fact the NIL, I think that ran Nick Saban out of college football. Say what you want, and he's going to say the right things, and people around him going to say the right things. But the bottom line, Nick Saban was not going to deal with this foolishness. He was not going to sit here and and be a you know chapsticker 
Read between what I'm saying. <laughs> there are a lot of chapsticking going on with people out here, right? Nick Saban is not a chapsticker. No. And he wasn't going to chapstick his way to 18, 17, 19, 21, whatever the age is, to get people to come to the University of Alabama, a place that he has built to become stellar. Do you think he's going to go out here and chapstick his way to try to get the best recruits where in the beginning? I know some people that's not Alabama fans are going to say, well, they've been cheating all along. Probably. Everybody cheats. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's what they say. Whoa. But the reality is, I think it expedited his departure out of Tuscaloosa. Because what we're starting to see, this trend now, is college coaches. Look at the coach at Boston College. Head coach. Came off of a year winning a bowl game. It's Boston College. They're not Alabama. They won seven, eight games, won a bowl game. You know what people turn in cartwheels. They're doing an electric slide. They're jamming in the streets. The head, the head coach left a head coach in Division One Power Four Conference, the ACC, and go becomes the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. You know why? Because he's tired of the foolishness. He's tired of the crap that's happening with college football. Right? This is what we are beginning to see. I say all of that to say this. Ryan Grubb. I'm assuming he's the offensive coordinator of Alabama. Until Alabama says, I guess he's a a OC in waiting. I don't know what he is. The was the offensive coordinator at Washington on the Kalen DeBoer. If this job is offered to him, now he must be good because one, Nick Saban tried to get him to come from the Pacific Northwest to Alabama. Didn't work. Kalen DeBoer gets a head coaching job and here he comes supposedly. Now Seattle got a new head football coach. Maybe there he goes again. Maybe he never left. Have you seen him out recruiting? Uh, I think I might have seen him in one picture, maybe. One picture. Maybe, but not, not to answer your question, no. All I've really seen was Kane Womack uh, alongside, you know, uh, Coach DeBoer. And I actually was speaking with somebody um, who actually is a, a football coach, I believe, and, you know, he got to meet Coach DeBoer, and he said, man, he, he was really impressed. And uh, Coach DeBoer was just, you know, extending, you know, his presence just of – you know, being very welcoming to all these coaches and, and whatnot, it was very, uh, seemed very, uh, how do you, you know, very interested in what they had going. So anyway, so that's impressive. But to answer your question, no, I have not seen much of Ryan Grubb on the recruiting trail. So okay, that might not so be what, his thing. Maybe that's what, a lot of. I'll be honest, man. A lot of these coaches, they get out of college not just because of NIL, but they a lot of them don't really care for all the recruiting because even before NIL. Like you said, like the what was the term you used? Chapsticking. <laughs> chapsticking. A lot of mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you put that chapstick on your dry, crusty lip. Mm-hmm. Then that moisturizer. Mm-hmm. You get them lips ready to smooch. Right, right, right. Well, there's a, there's there's a, a lot of smooching going on. Right. Well, and before nil, there's a lot of coaches that weren't too into all of that because, let's face it. I mean, it, recruiting really is like it's kind of you're describing it. Like it's it's grown men having to do that to. 16, 17 year olds, and basically tell them exactly what you sweet talking kids tell them what they want to hear to get them on campus. That's why I think a lot of guys respected Coach Saban's approach. Because instead of all the chapsticking, like the term you use, and all the, hey, well, we're going to do this, you're, oh man, you're such a oh, man, we love everything. You know what I mean? Like they're just glazing you the whole time. Coach Saban was so different, right? Coach Saban just sit you down in his office, like, 
You know, we think you're a, a good football player. We think you could do some good stuff for this think Coach Saban would have told Ryan Williams that, <laughs> hey, we're going to throw you the ball. It's going to be you and Julius saying, you think Coach Saban would have told him that? You're going to be the dude. You'll be the next Julio Jones. Uh, I think you're kind of putting words in his mouth. I don't think he said all that. No, but, but I'm just, you know what the point is. The point is, he ain't chapstick at nobody. No, no, no. I don't care what kind of recruit you are. Coach Saban ain't chapsticking you. That's, that's, and, yeah. And my point is, that's why he told a dude when he told him, hey, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting offered X. Can you give me Z? And what did Coach Saban do? Hey, uh. You didn't got to worry about closing the door because I got a garage door opener. Hit that door right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. What we got right now is coaches are having to chapstick kids. And if you don't chapstick them. Well, actually, I would argue that there's less chapsticking because of money now. I mean, there really is less no, chapstick. No, no, but you still chapsticking if you're just chapsticking uh, if you're not- giving them money. Well, you're a chapstick if, 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 if you get caught up in the money. I, when I hear you talking about chapstick, I'm thinking they're just sitting there just telling them everything they want to hear. I was about no, to they're doing that too. Coach well, DeBoer just well, did that with Ryan Williams. Every coach does that. See, that's what KJ was talking about. It's like he's backhanded. I mean, like, we, everybody That's not bad, does. but he, didn't he just every, tell him that in the future that that's going to be them? Everybody does that. Like I just told you, every coach that I was recruited by pretty much did that except Coach Ain't nobody made you no promises. What are you talking about? How are you going to tell me what I talked about with coaches? So you saying they promise you that you're gonna be getting twelve sacks and no, and I'm this telling year. you, chapstick and tip. See, maybe we have two different definitions, but we're not on the same page. Then. I didn't. Well, what do you? How do you? How do you define chapstick? I just told you glazing, basically, just like they're jock riding. Like they're just telling you, oh, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Same, oh, that's you're going. Chaps, that's you're going, you're going to do my point, but I, I'm not saying promises. But they're sitting there, you know, telling you everything about, like, basically, like your ish don't stink. Like, I mean, you can't do any wrong. Coach Saban, on the other hand, was always just very real, very direct. He didn't chat. Exactly. That's my point. And that that escalated his departure out of Tuscaloosa. And now it's escalating college football. Coach, really good ones out of the game of college football. We'll discuss more. Here's a question for you, folks. 205-342-9904. Tie 100.9. Download that free app. The question. I love your thoughts. Will Caleb, no, excuse me. Will Ryan Grubbs. Grub, grubs, plural, however you pronounce it. Will he be the offensive coordinator of the Tide in 2024? Or will we see him at, with the 12th man in Seattle? Hmm. That's a tough question. We'd love to hear your thoughts. This is the Miller's Edge Tide 100.9. We're sponsored by a good friend of the Good Feet Store, America's art support expert. Check out Douglas. Check out the people over at Midtown Village. Go see them guys. And they'll take good care of you. Try before you buy two feet at a time. All of that good stuff. You'll be glad that you went over there and checked them out. That's the Good Feet Store. Quick time out. Back in a moment. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov slash fraud. Brought to you... Chunk of the cost of adding a team to your insurance with Progressive's Team Driver Discount. And get a break from the break. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Not available in all states or situations. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers. Trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers. Who are resilient. And won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches. Athletic trainers and mentors. Who are shaping the next generation. Your best bet for big wins is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Off I-459, exit 31 Derby Parkway. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. What a beautiful afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 68. Tonight fair with the low at 42. Tomorrow morning sunshine, clouds increasing by afternoon, the high 67. Sunday cloudy and much colder with occasional rain, the high at 50. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I seem like I'm a little loud here. Let me see if I can lower this a little bit. Christian in studio in Tuscaloosa off of Skyland Boulevard. We're talking about the offensive coordinator of Alabama. The news out there that he's been courted by the Seattle Seahawks. A, uh, not the team, but a town in which, well, that's where he lives. That's where he came from. I'm sure he still owns his home there. I don't know if he has family, kids. I haven't looked up his Wikipedia. But I'm assuming that they all are there. So if he's offered this job, I'm saying he's going to take it. I would take an NFL job any day over a college job. And, and the main reason is why I think Coach Saban retired early and his departure was escalated. And that's due to where we are with transfer portal and money, having to pay kids, having to fight other schools who has more money than you that are able to buy rosters and things like that. Um, so therefore, I believe that you know, Ryan Grubb is going to, if, if offered, I don't know what the situation is. We hadn't heard any details on that. We're following it very closely. But if, in fact, he is offered Christian, I say that he goes. Now, I put the question uh, out there, what do you think? I mean, from the fans, if he goes, are you good with that? With Caleb LeBoy having to hire a different offensive coordinator? Uh, does your thinking, your mind of this offense and the development of this offense for Alabama, does that change? If, in fact, he leaves, now we don't know that. This is just hypothetical, of course. But if, in fact, he does make the move to the National Football League, what is your feelings, what's your thoughts uh, on this jump? 205-342-9904, or you can leave it, uh, the comment there on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Christian, uh, just your overall thoughts on that, though, because right now when we, we, we threw out there yesterday that he, uh, they brought in Austin Mack from Washington, a freshman. They ran out the door, Julian saying, told him, you know, we appreciate you, but uh, go try to find somewhere else. We're good in the quarterback room. You bring in Austin Mack, a guy that knows the system, a guy that knows them very well. He talked very, very generous about Austin Mack and his uh, a uh, great mind and ability to pick up this offense based on being behind the guys last year in Penix Jr. So when you s see all this stuff that's potentially happening to Alabama out the gate, what's your overall thoughts? I mean, do you think this changes the dynamic with this offense? Does, does this do anything as far as Jalen Miro is concerned? We were just talking about maybe, and I said, if things stay intact, I believe Jalen Miro is in trouble. Just based on what Coach is saying, what they want to do, 
I just, I just got this feeling Jalen Milrow could be in trouble uh, after the spring. So, what's your thoughts? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, th- I think it's, again, more of a knee-jerk reaction. I think it's just more so, oh, man, they might lose an offensive coordinator. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, would it be a loss? Sure, I mean, because he's leaving. Uh, but, I mean, he was great at his last stop, and I know a lot of people think highly of him. Uh, but Coach DeBoer, I mean, is an offensive guy himself. So that makes me feel better. I think it'd be a little bit diff- different if it was like you had an elite defensive coordinator that was about to leave because Coach DeBoer is not really a defensive guy. You know, so th- I think with him being an offensive coach, I'm not too concerned with it. But if, if I'm being completely transparent with you, I mean, we don't know. I mean, he hasn't coached here yet. Like, and it's no disrespect. It's just like I'm not going to lose sleep. If, if he decides to leave, I don't blame him. Honestly, I mean, that's a great, great gig. It's where... He's coming from, like you said, I know for a fact that dude did not sell his house already, right? I mean, I, I saw an interview, I think, with uh, Courtney Morgan, and he even said that, nah, I mean, he still has, his place still is, you know, furnished and everything back there, right? Because you got to think, I mean, they, they played in the championship game, but then just a few days later, they left, right? I mean, so I can't blame him one bit. And I, I mean, that's great for him if he does, um, ends up, if he does end up going to the, to the NFL. Because let's face it, a lot of coaches are starting to make that jump. And I don't blame them, right? I don't know if uh, people are familiar with the scheduling uh, differences between college and the NFL, but in college, I mean, you're, you're required to be on the road recruiting. You know, you're, you're, you're working a lot more. In the NFL, you know, free agency is free agency. You're not really doing anything there. Once they break, uh, you know, once the season ends, that concludes and everybody's kind of on their vacation time, coaches have a lot of time to actually spend with their family, go on trips, do a lot more Versus college, man, college football is like year-round. There's, there's, very, there's very, you know, few uh, times and opportunities for them to, to take those vacations. Really, I would say around July, like June, July, at least our coaching staff at Alabama would kind of rotate. Like one guy would have a week off while some of the other coaches are still here or recruiting or doing whatever they're doing, right? So I don't blame coaches for wanting to go to the league, especially when you throw in NIL and all the, the hoopla that's going on right now. But Really, no. I mean, if he leaves, you know, that's that's a great opportunity for him. I don't blame him, and uh, that's that. They'll just have to find the next man up. I think I think I'm just different when it comes to this. Like, even, like, with recruits, like, this sounds bad, but even when we were, like, losing guys, like, yeah, we talk about it because it's a show, but, like, I have the mindset ingrained in me, like, next man up, right? Like, I really, in football, don't think there's not really just one guy that you can't replace. That sounds crazy, but I'm just being honest with you. I mean, I'm... That's just kind of how I was taught. That's how I was coached. And that's kind of what I believe in. And it's no different for coaches. I mean, it's just on to the next. You just got to keep on rolling, you know. And I'm, I'm sure they'll find another coach to come in here if that's the case. But nothing set in stone. And we'll have to see. But as of right now, I mean, I, I anticipate him being the offensive coordinator here. I think he'll do great things uh, here as offensive coordinator. But if it's not him, we'll see who, who's the next guy up. Well, Goat uh, Tia sent me a message in, on, on X and said that he has been on the road. Um, she said the school hasn't officially announced anyone yet. It's Seahawks interviews and offers him. She said she would take that job. And he is married, by the way. Well, did so, you read the last part? He's not only married, I guess she said he's married to a sister with an A. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful black sister. <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. Um, so he's good to go, but the, I guess the beautiful black sister is still <laughs> Washington. <so. laughs> um, I'm Mrs. Grubb. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, 
it's going to be interesting, I mean, to see what he's going to do uh, and if this job will be offered to him. I mean, you know, the NFL is transitioning to these types of offenses, right? Spread you out and 11 personnel, 12, per, excuse me, uh, 10 personnel and uh, spreading you out, making you cover the entire football field. We've seen a lot more of these styles of offenses, a lot of motion, a lot of shifting uh, right now, making guys cover the entire football field. So we're seeing uh, this stuff happening in the National Football League. So I would not be shocked when you think about and you think about uh, that division, right, with Seattle and, and San Francisco and all these guys. You know, San Francisco run a lot of 11 personnel, but they're a physical. They, I mean, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, they run yeah, the they football. They run 12 personnel too now. Was about, they, yeah, they'll, they'll put two tight ends. They got a full back. They still use a throwback. So they have say, kept I, a little bit think, think traditional, which I like a lot. Yeah, they're, they're, I don't think they run a lot of 11. I mean, they do, but really they, their bread and butter is – is it Kuzcheck or however you, yeah, fullback and George Kittle. So they run a lot of 12 personnel. They do, but they run a lot of 11 with Debo and and Ayuk and then uh, 15, I'm drawing a blank, his name, uh, with Chris McCaffrey at the back and then get the tight end 85. So they do run a lot of 11. They, they will run 12. I mean, they will, they'll use the fullback as a, as a, what we call a U. That's what I, when I say U, I talk about off the ball, fullback slash tight end. Um, you know, he, he, he'll line up wide. They move him all around. He blocks. He, I mean, I like uh, what Schottenhammer is. Uh, excuse me, drawing a blank with the coach name. Uh, what he's doing with the offense. I mean, I like this offense. I think it's very physical. Uh, I think they, they run the ball downhill. Uh, and I love the fact that those receivers are not just cute guys. They will block. They will block. They'll put a hat on a hat. They'll get movement. Um, they got a physical offensive line, all pro there. Williams at the tackle position. Um, but this conference, my point is with Grubb, if he makes a jump, we are seeing this throughout, not just their conference. I mean, Arizona, I mean, they've been a team that spread you out. They throw it all over the yard. So they, I mean, it works. It will work in the National Football League, the element of running the football, which this offense does. Because when you think about Dylan Johnson of Washington, had over 1,000 yards last year for Washington. So they run the football, even though we talk about, you know, Miro and the throws, but. This offense of Kalen Abor also has the element of rushing the football as well. Quick timeout. We'll come back. Again, love to hear from you. 205-342-9904. Your thoughts on if Grubb leaves. Is this a problem for Alabama? Or are you just shrugging your shoulders and said, no words. We keep this thing moving. This is Bill's Edge. I'm tied 100 points. EA benefits are available to those who qualify. Learn more at mycomputercareer.edu slash CWP. That's mycomputercareer.edu slash CWP. Coming up up. on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of The Game, we're going to go to the Sports Business Journal and feature Ben Portnoy, which wrote the big article about Nick Saban, the financial impact on the University of Alabama and the state of Alabama. We'll feature him at 215. Brent Beard is going to be a part of our show. We'll take your phone calls. We'll take a lot of different reaction. Free for All Friday, sponsored by Brian Harden Construction, starts at 2 p.m. here on The Game on Tide 100.9-1230. WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job. 
which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. What y'all boys doing this weekend, man? Y'all got any big time plans? I know basketball game, Mississippi State coming to Tuscaloosa. Um, Alabama not playing well last outing against Georgia. Are y'all worried about that? But what y'all got going on though, man? Uh, well, I'll definitely be going to the basketball game. But hold on, we, we might not have played well, but we finished the right way, right? So with that being said. A win is a win, you know. Just like we always say, even if you know, if, even if it's not pretty, a win is a win. So we'll take that. But yeah, I'll probably definitely check out the basketball game. Um, I'm trying to think, I feel like I thought I might have had more plans. I, I need to go back to the movies, though. I need to get the most out of my my movie pass thing that I pay for. Haven't been to one in a while, so I need to head back there. Head back. So maybe yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> Yeah, please do that. I can't stand the move. Let's go to the app message. We got the best reader in town, Noah Rogers. Noah, what you got, buddy? Uh, we got an app message from KJ. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it says, can't predict. He's going back to our conversation on Grub. Uh, he says, can't predict the future on Grub. Seahawks have yet to even request an interview for him yet. Regardless, the tide's going to roll. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not to be, you know, disrespectful or anything. It's just we're going to keep on moving regardless. Um and we've always had that approach, whether it was players, coaches, whatever. I mean, look, man, when Coach Saban, we used to replace – we replaced coordinators every single year, both offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. So I guess I'm just so accustomed to it. So, like, personally, I don't get concerned with these types of things that happen. I mean, I'm, it is what it is. But it is – I mean, it is kind of like, wow, well, there you go. Got to replace the guy already. But I'm sure, you know, Coach DeBoer will figure it out, right? I mean, but – We'll see. Like he said, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing's, you know, I think it's still. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Okay, now, okay. What? Y'all was up in arms about Grub. Who and is, how who, awesome hold it on, is. who is y'all? I mean, I'm saying y'all as the people that they know who I'm saying. Okay. okay. Now, all of a sudden, it's not that big of a deal if he leaves. Well, I don't know if they're saying it, but what I'm saying is, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I, I like, I thought he was a, a great coach. Obviously, that's good that Coach Saban went after him, but again, like, I'll never put all my faith or all my eggs in one basket, right? Like, and then you got to think, like I said earlier, Coach DeBoer is a head coach that is an offensive-minded guy, right? Like, I think that's less of a loss than if you were to lose some, like, elite defensive coordinator with an offensive-minded head coach. Does that make sense? But I get what you're saying, though. Everybody was excited about Coach Grubb, and now it seems like they're kind of like, oh, well, if he leaves, he leaves. It's a fair point. Y'all are, but I mean, here's what I'm saying. This man... For Coach Saban to, to want to bring him to Alabama from the Pacific Northwest, so we know the dude got something, right? Right. So I give him that street cred because of Coach Saban. If Coach Saban says, hey, this dude's good enough to be in my program and, and, and the standard and getting back out, I'm good with that. So I'm just saying with, you know, Kevin Boer saying in the interview a couple of days ago down in Mobile, Hey, they, they're looking forward to, to doing an installment and starting putting the offense in. If all of a sudden now this guy... Audi 5,000 and he's gone. 
Listen, there's something got to be wrong with that. All right, let's go to the phones, 205-342-99. Let's go to Dallas, Texas. Jared, you're up next here on the Middle's Edge. Welcome in. Hey, fellas. How we doing? What's going on, my Jared? brother? How are you? Hey, hey, um, it's funny you're talking about this. I called into Ryan yesterday to Fowler and was talking to him about the same, on the same subject. And it's really weird. You know, Gross was a big deal when we tried to get him last year, but that was Grubbs right. by himself. Now we got the professor, we got KD, we got we got we got head coach coming. <laughs> with right. And so I I don't I don't have I, I told I told Ryan this a week ago. You know I'm in sales, and I always tell the the, the young guys that, that come into work for me and whatnot that you know people won't always remember what you said, but they remember how you make them feel. There's just people that have that about them. And, mm-hmm. and Coach DeBoer is one of those guys that, you know, he just has that persona that uh, he's got it under control and things are going to be fine. And he, and he puts that out there. And whether Grubbs is here or not, this is his offense. And so yesterday when this news came out, I, I quickly jumped online. I was looking at Wikipedia and some other stuff to see how they've kind of paralleled together, you know, their careers. And they've been together most of the time at Fresno and whatnot, but there's 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 points in history where DeBoer was on his own, like in Indiana, and Groves wasn't with him. He was equally as successful, if not more. So right. I don't have any doubt that we'll be fine. It's kind of like the way I looked at losing a defensive coordinator with Saban. What was Saban? I mean, he's the guy. So we're going to be fine. So I, I, if Groves leaves, and God dang, I don't blame him if he does. Can you imagine dealing with college football right now? But if he does, I'm not <laughs> overly I'm not overly concerned about it. I'm I'm, I'm really not. I was great. I was glad that he came because I guess and you guys know better than than me and, and most of us common folk that didn't play in the NFL and whatnot. But I mean, it, it is good probably for the guy like Grubbs because he probably has a good play calling rhythm that he gets into that he's really good with, and that's cannot be hard to find. But from an overall scheme standpoint, um, yeah, I mean that it, it is what it is. And you know, as far as Milrose concerned, we were talking about this yesterday too. Is you know, he, he elicits a lot of emotion from the fan base. He's such a good kid. He's such a good guy, man. And, and so I know everyone wants him to, to, to do well. And I, I think he will under this. But, you know, DeBoer's going to plug in whoever he's got to. Man, it's a business. And this is his business. And if, if he can't run that offense to a certain extent, then he's, he, he, he's not, that's not going to work, you know. So, anyway, overall, though, with drugs, I hate it if you leave. But I ain't worried about it. I'm really not. Yeah. Well, I like yeah, that. I mean, my – I was saying, I wonder who they would hire. If it, I mean, who's like? I'm sure he got his list of guys. And you saying that you know, you saying that this is Kevin DeBoer's KD's offense, right? You saying that he, this is he instilled this offense. So based on what you're saying, he brought Grub along, and and now Grub got his own identity. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of. How, I mean, I, I you know, DeBoer's the, the architect of the whole thing originally. And, you know, what was it? Um, um, Grubbs was his offensive line coach at Fresno State. Isn't that where he started? I read through the whole progression. Fresno. And you, can, mm-hmm. and you can see it. Grubbs is kind of following along with him, progressing up. You know, the board gets the head coach. Grubbs gets the OC, right? I mean, they, they kind of moved up together. So you got to think that the scheme will be fine as long as he can no, find someone. So. And get, I mean, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, wouldn't you think, as hard as it is to deal with college football, if you're a young offensive mind, 
what an opportunity to go work under this guy who's had so much quick success, you know, to work under the board. If you're a young offensive coordinator out there, you got to think similar to back when Saban was in that point of his career. If you look at all those guys that came up underneath him, you got to think that there'd be a lineup saying, I'll take that job. <laughs> yeah, and, and going back to what you initially uh, said, Jared, that, that's kind of what I was getting at in terms of, like, Coach Saban's a defensive-minded guy, right? So, you know what I mean? Like, it with, with Coach DeBoer being that offensive-minded guy, and, and, and like you said, they kind of I think he kind of did bring Coach Grubb along. I'm looking at Coach Grubb's resume. So he was the Sioux Falls offensive line and run game coordinator from 07 to 09. Then the offensive coordinator from uh, 2010 to 2013. I want to say uh, Coach DeBoer might have left during those years. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, I think they were together at Fresno State and then obviously Washington. But with that being said... Yeah, I think it, it's, it's a, a little bit less of a blow, the fact that the head coach is on the same – like the same uh, – has the same philosophies. Does that make sense? Like Basically, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. So um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I did read, though, some – I think it was a former player. I forgot which one it was. I think my – I think it was a quarterback. I can't remember which school, but he was speaking on Grubb, and he was actually saying, you know, how well Grubb does yep. in his play calling and talking about how that. he's you know, arguably one of the best in the country. But – uh, again, man, you just got to keep rolling with it. And, and and just like I said previously, I mean, you get used to these things at Alabama that I hate to say like this, but everybody's replaceable, man. They really are. And yeah. you just got to yeah. keep it on keep on moving. But I, if I had to put my money on it, I, I feel that he's still going to be here. I think, you know, he's in consideration, but I still have a feeling that he's going to be the offensive coordinator here. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I can I agree with that. I agree. With, uh, yeah. I agree with that. I mean, that's good to say. But I mean, listen, I think it's, it's good for, you know, uh, Jared, it's good for conversation. You know, the guy just got here on the recruiting trail. We just saw some pictures mm-hmm. of him, you know, recruiting some players and things like that. And they're just now getting ready next week to install the offense. And now this pops up. Of course, there's a concern because now you start they're just telling, you know, not just from Alabama being okay, but the bigger problem to me is also recruiting because now you've been out telling everybody with Ryan Grubb about the offense, and then now if, in fact, he's gone, then you kind of got to reload and rehire and do something else. So so every little thing kind of gets affected, if you know what I mean. But in the long run, you know, it is DeBoer's offense. He knows the offense. It's not like he's going to be lacking anything. And, and if he, you know, he could hire somebody with that staff that's been with us, an analyst, so to speak, that was at Washington, bring him in. You know, and basically he still. I mean, could he promote the wide receiver coach, Shep? But I will say real quick, just just because I just saw this on Twitter, that Ryan Grubb is actually out recruiting today um, for mm-hmm. Alabama. So, just for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Hey, 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 Christian. Do you uh, one question for you? Yes, sir. But you, you probably know him too, Corey. Do you do you know um, uh, Tony Dixon played there at Bama, played for the Cowboys? Uh, I don't know him. I, I don't think so. No, actually, I don't think don't so. No, sir. Okay, yeah, he's 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 here in Dallas. He was a he was a played he was a safety there at Bama in the late nineties. He works. I feel bad for him having to play with the Cowboys. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I'm just yeah, kidding, man. Yeah. They they'll get it right. I mean, you know, they got Mike McCarthy back now. Dan Quinn's with the Washington Commanders, so. They got to fill a void. Uh, speaking of coordinators, they got to find one. Uh, they were pretty dang I'm good for the most part, uh, except that playoff game. But other than that, man, that Dallas defense, man, they got it done. But uh, I tell you, they're, they're just a very interesting team. I know it's a subject for another day, but that Jerry Jones, need to, he need to do what Nick Saban did and leave. 
but yeah, on the team, but just get out the way and just let let, let somebody else run this this organization that know what they're doing. And I think Dallas will be right back in it, maybe winning the Super Bowl because they they are the most famous NFL team, more prosperous, most prosperous organization, right? But but as long as you're doing interviews, bro, you're the owner. Like just own the team, get out the way. Yeah, I mean, I'll drive around right on down. your bus. You got. I, I live right down the street from the store where their facility is. It's actually where the gym is, where we work out and stuff. It's, and I'm not a Cowboy fan. I, my dad actually played for the Colts a thousand years ago, so I still kind of pull for the Colts. But um, it's real quiet around there right now. Yeah. It was real noisy for a while. It got quiet real quick after that playoff game. And I'm so glad they're quiet because they are the most delusional <laughs> fan base in all the sports. All right, bro. Jared, thank you so much, man. Yeah, guys, I appreciate I appreciate the show. I enjoy it, man. Thanks. Yes, sir. Thank Always, you. my friend. Take care. In Dallas, I love Dallas, though. That city is on fire. All right, JD and others that's on hold. Two five three four two. We coming right to you. Quick time out. Pay a bill or two. We'll come back and uh, take your phone calls. Get your thought. Jared said he's not worried. Next man up. Let's go. Back in a moment. Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Brian Fenley. NFL coaching staffs coming to fruition for 2024 in that upcoming season, and that would include Leon Coam, according to multiple outlets, closing in on being the Buccaneers' new offensive coordinator. He comes over from the University of Kentucky. The Titans appear to have their new OC in D.C. Offense coordinator will be Nick Holes. He once was the Jaguars' pass game coordinator. That was his job last year. And Denard Wilson coming to Nashville as as the team's new defensive coordinator. He last was with the Baltimore Ravens as their secondary coach. Theo Epstein will work his way back into the Boston Red Sox ownership group where he is going to be a senior advisor hoping to... He knows is gone for now. And so is she. Sinex Children's Saline. Sinex, breathe. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. What a beautiful afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 68. Tonight, fair with the low at 42. Tomorrow morning, sunshine, clouds increasing by afternoon, the high 67. Sunday, cloudy and much colder with occasional rain, the high at 50. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. All right, welcome back here on a <laughs> free for all Friday. I feel like I'm at a like a um, blues club. You know what? Just. <laughs> You know, bobbing my head, man. That's kind of what he's doing in there right now. He's kind of slow. You know, just sitting back on a Friday. But that's what Friday's all about, right? Yep. Let it play a little bit, no. Let it play a little bit. Turn it up. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> As you head into the weekend. Welcome back. We are back here in the middle of that. Let's go back out to the phone line. My man Noah doing his yeah, right. thing. What I sound like? A 
cat. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phone line. JD, you up next, brother. Welcome in. What's, what's up, y'all? First off, I want to say Roll Tide. Always when I first get on the show. Uh, yes, sir. Roll Tide. Tide Roll. Yes, sir. Uh, just want to say, y'all, we know we were listening. Uh, me and my dad had to school in Indiana today, Kentucky. Um, and, you know, when it comes to Alabama, I always feel like, you know, a lot of, you look at a lot of programs who have to start kind of finding whether it's a coordinator or whether it's, you know, a coach and a staff, they, you know, they always freak out because they always figure, you know, whether or not that's going to affect them. I always kind of feel like, you know, when we have to, whether it's find an offense coordinator, defense, I've always never thought we had to worry about that because, you know, whether it's Nick Saban's there or whether it's just because we're Alabama and everybody knows the expectations, I always feel like it's, it's not that hard because, you know, not everybody wants to, you know, work for, you know, be a coach there. But there's always the the ones that we don't expect that are always, you know, have the greatest minds. I guess you would say that that are willing to step up to the plate and just roll right in there. So, you know, I, I hope that he stays. You know, and I know that he's, you know, that would be a great opportunity for him and Seattle Seahawks. But, you know, even if he does, I feel like, you know, we'll still be in good shape. I know I. I I have a feeling that there's always somebody in their back pocket that they're willing to bring up just in case if that does happen. So, um, yeah, I, that's just what I think. You know, I, I honestly, you know, and, it, and just for, because the reason I say this because you know how quickly did we get our um, coach? I mean, it, our head coach. I mean, it wasn't that long, and they had a, a great mind, a great person to. Um, to bring in and you know I think he's going to do really well here. No, I think you know here's the thing with you know with Alabama. I mean, they're still set up to be a very very good football team. I mean, the covers are not dried up or empty. Um, they got an opportunity with the transfer portal opening back up in April. You know, spring practice and all that stuff. They'll they'll know some guys that are on this roster as we speak today. They probably won't be here. Probably they're going to see guys, they're going to say, ah, this, this guy, not good for our system. And they'll have that that conversation of we need roster spots. Maybe we'll help you find somewhere else. So that's going to happen. So you're going to have some attrition, more attrition uh, with the roster. Then they have to be really good in the spring because they we talked about this yesterday, especially defense, the edge guys uh, in the secondary, very young. They're going to have to be big-time players in the transfer portal this spring uh, because these are – these are a position that you're not going to want to bring in and depend on freshmen to step right in and play because that that could be big problems. So I think they they be very they will be very active in the portal this spring, um, and I think there's going to be some dudes that's going to be other places that's going to figure out hey, I ain't it's not what I thought that's going to want to transfer out of there, and I think they're going to find some dudes. I really do. Um, but we just got to wait and see. I mean that's why I always say it's still for me. I was a wait and see approach. And not about the coaching. I think the offense is going to be pretty daggum good. I think, you know, he's proven that he can coach offense. I'm sold with that. I'm more concerned with the defense right now because there are a lot of uh, positions that need to be filled. Mm-hmm. Well, one last thing for me, man. Uh, somebody says this, and I'm not for sure because I'm on my phone here, but somebody says your shoes are inside, brother. <laughs> you got a joke <laughs> What's that? I, I was that saying, your shoes are untied, brother. I'm going to see if you look. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are. I don't even have any shit. I'm, I'm barefoot, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, sir. <laughs> y'all right, great Appreciate yeah, the phone call. Man, roll time, man, have a great weekend. JD, there he goes. He's not worried either. So the the uh, the feeling is that fan base don't really have a problem if he leaves or not. I mean, I'm not saying they're not asking him to leave, Christian. They're not saying, hey, do what you got to do. I think... They understand the opportunity is the National Football League. This is high as you can go, right? Um, and to be an offensive coordinator at that level, right out of college. But but think about man, what what uh, I don't know. I mean, a dormant. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but mm-hmm. you left Washington, a, a good program. It's not a historical program, and you get a job at Alabama because of your coach, Kalen DeBoer. But yet you are going to be the OC at Alabama, and then. Here comes the National Football League, a team that where you lived, one of the best fan bases in all of the National Football League. Right. I mean, if that opportunity is presented, there is absolutely no way he stays. I just can't see it. Well, I was because gonna... I know coaches, and every coach would love to coach in the National Football League. And we're going to get to this about transfer portal and all what's happening in NIL next hour. But you don't even have to deal with recruiting, bro. People right. don't understand that's the. Bro, you just coach football. That's all you worry about is football. You're not chapsticking nobody. Right. Well, and I, well, I would say, though, I wouldn't say he's here because of, you know, the DeBoer hire. Because remember, he was offered the job to come here last season with Coach Yeah, Sanders. but he didn't take it. But he's here now because of DeBoer. Yeah, but but I'm just saying, though. But, I mean, he had the opportunity before DeBoer. But that being said, I agree with you that, Coach, If look, if I was a coach, which I can't do that, it's – too demanding in terms of you know hours, right? I, mean, I, I thought I was busy as a player. I see what the coaches' schedules um, are, and it's not. I, I can't. I couldn't do it. But um, in the NFL, like you said, I mean, you don't have to recruit. There's more time off. You don't have to worry about following behind 18, 19 year old, 20 year old kids, making sure they're going to class, making sure they're not being knuckleheads, right? You like you said. I mean, you're just coaching ball, and you're working with the best players in the world, right? And then it's hard to turn that down. So if if he takes a job, I don't blame him one bit, man. If anything, shoot, I'd almost tell him, hell, what are you doing? You might as well, right? Um, but I don't know. I, I, I still think he's going to be here. I mean, again, he he's out on the road recruiting. Um, but I do want to throw something at you. They, you know, during bowl season right now, not bowl season, but senior bowl, shrine bowl, that type of bowl season, a lot of media always gets the opportunity to interview guys uh, outside of just our program that can offer information on other stuff. For instance, you know, they interviewed Michael Penix, got his thoughts on Coach DeBoer. Well, they interviewed a former quarterback, I think uh, South Alabama's former quarterback, and we're asking him about uh, Kane Womack. And so I kind of want to talk about some of what he said uh, in terms of what to expect uh, from Kane Womack on, on the next side of this uh on well, the next hour, we're about to go into the next uh, next hour here in a minute. But kind of want to talk about what he said because it was interesting. He kind of talked about a little bit about defensively what to expect, and then the type of person to coach that came Womakis. So just another little nugget that can offer you some information. But he kind of was saying what I was seeing about the zone drops and kind of how they they play defense. So I definitely want to talk about that coming up because it give us a better idea on what to expect from Kane Womack. All right, so we'll get some of that. And what about uh, Iowa? You put, people hit me up hard about Iowa's oh, cheating yeah. against Caden Proctor <laughs> and how that was a, uh, you know, they were tampering. Well, Iowa has turned in uh, a little uh, infraction huh? and said, hey, we uh, we tampered a little bit. 
with Caden Proctor. But you know the reality is, it don't even freaking matter. Oh, it, no, it doesn't matter. But, 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 it doesn't no, matter. I'm going to talk about it. We got to oh, hit a break. We got to hit a break. It doesn't wow. matter. And we'll talk about that. And uh, all this stuff is running coaches away from college football. That's one. This, these are the kind of things I'm talking about right here. So we'll talk about that. And just a little news note, uh, real quick. Will Anderson Jr., former Alabama Crimson Tide defensive end slash linebacker has now been voted to the Pro Bowl because probably somebody else or two, three, four people didn't want to go. So now he has been named to the Pro Bowl. So nice. we'll talk about that, which is kind of phony because I don't, I'll tell you why I don't like that at all because, like, <laughs> Mac Jones was a Pro Bowl player when we know he really like was anything? a Pro Bowl player. <laughs> anyway, I'll just keep it real. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> I can't stand. Well, interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Brian Fenley. NFL team starting to finalize their coaching staffs going into the 2024 campaign, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, according to multiple outlets, are looking to finish up a contract and get the deal done with Liam Cohen to be their next offensive coordinator. The Titans have options and names for their OC and DC to fill, and looks like they're going to bring on Nick Holtz as their offensive coordinator, formerly with the Jaguars as a pass game coordinator. And Tennessee is going to be bringing on as well Denard Wilson as their D.C. He was the Ravens secondary coach. Theo Epstein joins the big Boston Red Sox ownership group to be a senior advisor. And the SEC and the Big Ten are creating a joint advisory board. The committee will help the leagues work together through the ever-changing athletics landscape. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Give me one reason to stay here And I'll turn right back around Give me one reason to stay here And I'll turn right back around Said I don't want to leave you lonely You gotta make me change my mind Everybody, welcome back to the Miller's Edge. Hour number two on the way here on the Tide 100.9-1230 AM WTBC. Hope you're doing well on this Friday. Hope you're getting yourself set up for a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Look like the weather is going to uh, really do the right thing. It's going to obey and uh, be some sun. I know that at least down in these parts of South Carolina, we're in the 60s today. Uh, beautiful, beautiful day here on a Friday to get outside and think about outside, man. It's probably beautiful in Tuscaloosa, and the sun is out. Go down to R&R Cigars, 2703 6th Street. Check out Reagan and Randy. Check out the crew doing a nice job out there. Great day to be on the porch, man. Just sit out there, nice chairs out there, nice flat-screen TVs. Of course, the best humidor in all of Tuscaloosa, all of Alabama, all of the southeast that you can choose. One of the finest, finest cigars. 
have you a nice cocktail, a dope beverage. They got that for you to the best bourbon in town. Or if you want to get inside and do a little meeting or, you know, you got family, you want your own room. They got many, many rooms to choose from upstairs and down. Uh, recliners in every single room. No place like the mansion. There is no place. Say it again. Look at your neighbor. Give him high five. So there's no place like the mansion. R and R Cigars, 2703 6th Street, right there in Tuscaloosa. And if you, hey, if you're not there, and you listen to us, Dallas and South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and you're a cigar smoker. Guess what? Go check out that website, www.rnrcigars.com. That's rnrcigars.com. Get them to ship them to you absolutely free. Using that, the Miller's Edge, the code word, the Miller's Edge. All right. Christian Miller, let me get back to you. Yeah. I do like a lot of stuff. Real quickly, Will Anderson Jr., congratulations to Will. He'll be down in Orlando this weekend. I don't know if he took part of the uh, skill games last night. You know, they don't play real football no more. They didn't do it when they had the pads on. It was a joke, the Pro Bowl. Um, but now he is uh, been uh, Promoted. invited to play promote it, whatever you want to call it, and how this works, and many of you probably do know, mm-hmm. uh, once you vote it in, a lot of these guys just not going to do it anymore, right? They've right. been there, they've done that, and what they do is like, man, I ain't wasting my time to go down there and play flag football or to be in part of, you know, a, a race or who can throw the ball the furthest They, say, they sound like a bunch so of youths, like, man. They sound like a bunch of youths. I don't want to have fun, don't want to be appreciative. No, just, they just don't. They've been there. They don't, who, who wants to go down there and play flag football? I mean, I, do bro, that. I mean, it's see. I think sometimes, look, man. Sometimes you just gotta have fun, man. Y'all gotta. Sometimes I think like, it's, oh, this is not this. It's you not can that. have fun without. Listen, bro. I mean, look, look here. Well, let me say this. If you're like, you don't play five months. You don't play five months of football. You don't bang your head. Your body hurt. Your ankles. Your shoulders. Right. I don't want to go down to Orlando and play in a powder puff two-touch, whatever you want to call it, football game, and then a bunch of skill crap, I don't want to do it. So but, but, what but, I want but to do you, is I want to, I want to go to my house. I want to chill. I want to get me a vacay in. I might go to the Super Bowl just for the festivities. I always went to the Super Bowl. I went to the game one time, I think, maybe twice. And the one time I went to the game, I was working with the media, right? I was working. Um, doing TV twice. I did the Baltimore the Giants game and I did uh, the Colts and the Saints game in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think both those games were in Florida, by the way. Um, and so those are ones that I went to. As a player, I have never gone to a Super Bowl, nor do I care to go. It's ridiculous. It's all about corporations and being corporate and all. I'd rather sit at home and chill and cook my food, have friends over, chill out, bathrooms right there. You know, just have fun. I don't want to go to no game. And I do not want to go to the Pro Bowl. When I went over to the Ihalani, which is the place where we went in 90, whatever it was, um, I was an alternate. Kind of like Will. But I was the first alternate. But you go over there, it was fun. I hung up in Seau. It was a good friend of mine. So you say out. We had our families and things like that. We went over there. You weren't born yet. CJ was born. Right, just like one year old or a little less. Right, right. I mean, but and they anyway. said it was fun. You had a good time, and you talk about the guys want to be on vacation. But we weren't playing. We weren't playing no daggone flag football and, and doing drills, and we were having but fun drinking my ties at the pool, bro. You can, I mean, you can still go, that's you the can fun still, we had. You can still go do that during this week. What I'm saying is, it really is more yeah, like it's a vacation. Not, it's, 
But it's not the same. Like, it's not like the C, same. It's like CJ Mosley. Obviously, I'm great friends with him and his brother Jamie's my best friend. Like when he gets uh, the Pro Bowl nods, like his whole family goes. I think it was in Vegas last time they went. They all went to Vegas. They enjoyed it, right? Like it's. it's I'm just saying, like, why wouldn't guys look at look at it like that? Like. Treat it as a vacation. That's what it is. And you're right. Now, now you don't have to waste time putting pads on and doing all that. Like, to me, I think, like, like I saw some clips. I didn't watch it live last night. I was playing Tonk. But Ooh. I was I was seeing the clips, though. Right, because you don't care. That's my point. It's not that I don't care. I was playing Tonk. Playing nobody cards. watched that crap. Nobody no. watched the crap. Uh, okay, I was, I I was, we, I was watching the, the clips. Ratings, they were down. They probably are down. Look, I, I get it. It's totally different. Like, back when, man, Sean Taylor, right? I mean, he was taking heads off in the Pro Bowl. Like, that's totally different. I understand it's not the same. But I'm saying if, if it was me and I was playing and I got, first of all, I would just be appreciative of getting the nods. Even though we all know, like you said, nowadays, like, it's always like the third or fourth, uh, what do they call them? Like, not uh, alternates. Alternates. There you yeah, go. Alternates. It's always alternates, though, because a lot of these guys choose not to go for sure. But I'm just saying, to me, I think, I think it's it's – Dodgeball to me is kind of silly. Right. I mean, no, 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 no. That yeah, came on, back on. when I played wait, wait. the 90s, I might have had five or six pro. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, because nobody went. So Listen, that's, because what, that's why you're yeah. adding like that, because you're like, these guys nowadays, it's easy to get pro bowls because they always go to like the third or fourth alternates because people right. turn it down. I respect right. that. You're being right. real about that. But there might be a little saltiness there. And, this, and that's fine. I don't blame you. No, no, no. That ain't no saltiness. I don't blame you. You're right. You probably would have had a hand. Matt Jones made a pro bowl last year. And Mac Jones couldn't even hold his starting job. Let's just be real. Now I'm wait, wait, he, made, he, made it he, made it he made it last year? Yeah. Are you sure? It might have been the year before that. I think it was rookie Whatever year. Whatever it was. He no, made no, a pro no, bowl. no, no, no. I think it was. It might have been. No, no, no. I don't think it was last year. I could be right. I think it was the year before. He actually did play some good football. Whatever it was. You get my point. Will Anderson Jr. had a nice rookie year, but still he should not yeah, have been he, the, he had the seven rookie sacks. of the year. It should have been Brian Branch. Brian Branch, I played all of them. Wait, 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 wait. Got, wait got, he, Will was the rookie Brian of the year? Brian Branch should have been the rookie of the year. I don't think th they announced it. Yeah. Where you been at? I thought that was some. I, I didn't. I don't know. Will Anderson Jr. and and the quarterback was the old offensive player of the year and the defense rookie player of the year. Are you are you sure? I don't think they. Yeah, no, no, no. I am. I, I think maybe one person. Uh, did they do it already? Chat. Am I true? Yes. Dude, I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. I, I I don't I don't know. But anyway, they got to figure it out. I already know that. My point is, congratulations, Will Anderson Jr. But. The reality is, you might be the fifth, sixth guy, but the way things, what I'm telling you is guys don't normally, especially if they're older guys, but what you're saying, a lot of younger guys go, but a lot of older guys are like, man, I ain't doing this. I'm just telling you, they got my attitude to where it's, hey, I'm going to go chill out and go drink my tops. 205 <laughs> let's get right back in it. Uh, what I do want to talk about is Caden Proctor uh, because the, the Iowa came out and basically said self-reported. That's what they call it when you self-report and say, hey, you know, we might have uh, made contact with said player uh, before we should have um, because Caden Proctor had no sense of getting on the TV, doing an interview, and just having diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> he, he just started talking. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Why don't you tell me everything? Tell everything. Tell what everybody's done. Well, that's why we I have mean, SIDs here. That, that's why they don't normally let fresh, uh, freshmen talk to the media because sometimes they're not right. prepared. But uh, people made an uproar about it, and mostly Alabama fans got on Twitter and was like about the tampering. 
And so now, guess what they had to do? They had to self-report. My point is, it's nothing, absolutely nothing. And the NCAA can't even monitor themselves. They got this whole Tennessee thing. Now, Tennessee is fired back and suing them, right? Mm. Uh, so they try to do get with Florida State. Florida State went at them. I mean, they're not going to win anything. If anything, it'll be a slap on the wrist. It'll be a fine of $5,000, whatever. Who cares? They got the number one offensive tackle in last year's in a recruiting class. That's all they care about. That's why they self-reported, and they're going to laugh about it. They're probably still laughing about it right now. My point is tampering is happening. Tampering is always happening. People said Alabama tampered, right? I can tell you this story of a player here at the University of South Carolina that said Alabama offered him hundreds of thousands of dollars to come and play there as a safety. That That's something that was going wrong here. This was like maybe it was his, after his freshman year, uh, Nick Emiwani or something like that. I'm drawing a blank on his last name. Why are you throwing and, names uh, out South there? Carolina. Dang, he the feds, man. I'm saying that's the player that they wanted. I didn't say he said it, but the player that that uh, they wanted. I don't know if it's true. I'm just saying my point is tampering happens with every program. Don't act like one program does it and your program don't. That's all I'm saying. These are the things that are happening that's causing coaches to leave college football. Uh, like if I wouldn't want to coach college football. I wouldn't. I used to love to want to coach because I love the aspect of being with young High school guys helping them make that transition from young men or high school young men to grown men. Right. right? You like to see that transition on and off the field. But now the way things are structured and set up, you don't like this stuff. You can't like it. Right? right. These kids are doing videos. We got Colorado and Dion and his son. I mean, they said the sons bought him a three point something million dollar house in the mountain. <laughs> they did. Then they rolled up the other day. I mean, with Lambos and Lambo trucks, and oh, I mean, we got, this yeah. is college football coaches. I love Dion. I love what he's saying. I need the true man of God. But I'm saying, but this is where we at. We're selling money. We're selling all Gucci. We're selling Louis Vuitton and the watches on the sideline. Man, right. my coach would have thrown that dang on watch and, and burn it up. In college, hmm. my coach in college, Joe Morrison, wouldn't even let us in the bowl game. We were down in um, uh, in Mississippi, Memphis, Tennessee, at the Liberty Bowl, and playing Indiana. And bro, we never played in cold weather, and it was free. The storm came through. This was uh, nineteen, maybe eighty eight, eighty nine, mm-hmm. and we had the heaters out there. And all them players were hugged up around the heaps. Even the coach, Al Groh, who coached the pros a long time, New York Giants. Y'all know the name, Virginia. Al Groh's at South Carolina. was my defense coordinator. Twice in New York and hit South Carolina. Charlie Strong was my GA. I got many stories about him being a GA, what we used to do to him. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, Al Groh pants caught on fire. And Joe Morrison saw it. He came and snatched that heater and slung it right up. <laughs> And he wouldn't even let us wear long sleeves. Right. He told us we were soft. How you gonna win a game? You out here cold and shivering, and want to put all this crap. He wouldn't let us wear no long sleeve. But now these kids got Gucci and watches, and you know now they got you know what do you call it? The chain turnover chain at Miami and pads and belts and all this ridiculous stuff. This is what college football is. 
and I don't like it. So I'm asking you, do you like it? Do you like what you're seeing right now? Because to me, it's an, everybody deserves a trophy. Everybody, this is what we do. No, no, no. We need discipline. We need foundation of football coming back and stop all this chapsticking and all this stuff that's going on. All right. Tommy from Ramos and others. We hey, see you. Two, up, five, three, up, four, hold two. Hold up, hold now, up, Let me you can go to break. 99.04. Tie 100.9. You can talk after the script. The man is playing the music. We'll be back in a moment. Now you can bring us back and then you can say what you need. I'll shut up. Be back in a moment. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports for a Monday edition of the program. We'll add Kennington Smith III to the conversation. We'll get his thoughts on whether or not uh, Alabama was able to hold on to Grubb, whether they were able to get the big win over the dogs on this weekend. We'll also add a little bit more spice to the conversation. You have to tune in on Monday to find out exactly what that is. Join us on the phone lines, 205-342-9904, as well as on the live stream. Anyway, tell Grace she nailed her chasse. Get the help you need from Progressive with our mobile app, online chat, or over the phone. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. What a beautiful afternoon, partly to mostly sunny. The high 68 tonight, fair with the low at 42. Tomorrow morning, sunshine, clouds increasing by afternoon, the high 67. Sunday, cloudy and much colder with occasional rain, the high at 50. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back back to the Friday edition of the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9. 12.30 a.m. WTVC. We are the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. And we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts. If you're in any type of pain, you guys know the drill. Foot pain, knee pain, back pain, hip pain, you name it. Head on over to the Good Feet Store. They'll take great care of you with those premium art supports that are designed to eliminate and alleviate all types of pain, get you that proper balance. So go check them out. It's try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. You can schedule an appointment at goodfeet.com. Or if you're in Tuscaloosa, head on over to Midtown Village right now. Or to find the nearest location near you, head to goodfeet.com and set that up right there. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. So what you got? I got, a couple, I got a couple things. I got, I got a, so let me backtrack real quick. Number one, about the rookies of the year, they announced the PFWA, which is Pro Football Writers Association. I don't know if that's the official account or the official uh, uh, award, right? So, but I don't got a CJ Stroud and Will Anderson, right? Correct. But I'm saying I don't. I don't know. Is that the same as like the official NFL Rookie of the Year or whatever? I, I didn't know that. That's that's why I was acting like that. It's not like I'm oblivious. I just didn't know if they did the official NFL awards. Because I thought they would, uh-huh. uh, to me, I thought they'd do that when they announced the MVP. Do they not? Uh, might be at the awards thing. I don't know what they yeah, call so, it. Yeah, so you made it seem I, like I, I'm, I'm like a- living under a rock, and I actually was right. So thank you on that. Two, uh, you, this is, I agree with everything you're saying about the NIL stuff. Like, you, you're, you're, you're right. Like, and I know I'm younger, I'm a younger person, but, and I say this all the time, 
I think it is negligence to just be handing, I mean, that type of money out to 17, 18-year-old kids, 19-year-old kids that you're not teaching them what to do with it, right? Like, to me, that's negligence. Like, if anything, you're setting them up. You think you're setting them up financially, but in my opinion, you're, you're putting them in a bad position because you're not teaching them how to manage money correctly. So what are they going to do down the road when they, like, Money like that doesn't just come often. And when that money is not coming to you in that same capacity, how are you going to manage what you have, right? I just think, I don't know, I think we could just do so much better at helping them do stuff that's actually worth it with that. I mean, I know, Drew, you can get insurance. I know technically the price of gold can increase. I know there's value somewhat in watches that like Rolexes, but bust-down watches and Rolexes aren't, aren't worth anything, and these jewelers are hitting these dudes over the head. They're taking... Sorry, I'm going to hit my mic because I'm getting animated. They're taking old Rolexes, right? Like 80s models, which are fine. They hold value when they're when they're regular, when they have box and papers. They're getting watches that they're, they're paying maybe three grand for because they have no box or papers. They're just putting a bunch of diamonds on it and, and charging them out the wazoo. Like... That's the stuff that drives me nuts. But, again, that's none of my business. But all I'm going to ask you, though, is you always talk about you work for a collective. So how do you, how do you go? That seems like there's a conflict there, right? Because you're saying how sick and tired you are, this and that. But technically, you somewhat are influencing that, right? Because as a collective or as part of a collective, your job is to get these kids these paydays, Right. So what are y'all doing in terms my of... My job is to raise money. My job is to help raise money because it's, it's part of the game. So mean I that have means to you're like kind it. of part of the problem, too, for college football at the same time, though. No. Why am I problem? Because, because what we do, we don't do that here. We don't, we don't, we don't have Lambos and the things that we're seeing around the country. We, we, we let dudes make money off their name, image, and likeness. We have people do right. social media things for companies. What I do is set, we, we're setting up a store. If you want to know exactly what, what I'm doing for this, my, me and my friend who owns a big company that, that you heard about on this show. Matter of fact, got his card right here, RSH Decor, RSHDecor.com. Check them out. Do a lot of outdoor furniture. We're building a store that athletes can have their own store that they can sell merchandise for themselves. They nice. create T-shirts, hats, hoodies, Different things and sell it, nice. and they will get the money from that. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're creating a ton of stores so that people is just not hand, handing out money, but they're actually getting something for, right. for for you know giving for giving something, right? So that's what we're doing here at the Carolina Rise. I'm setting this up with my friend Scott Pop Gamecocks is what I call him, and he gonna we you know we doing this. He loved the Gamecocks, so part of the thing that we're doing also. Is, is trying to work things out with the coaches to where, you know, they do autograph signs, you know, shirts and different things happen in ball games. Capture those big Gamecock moments that they can sign, and we sell those with a, a percentage of those things going right back to the program to make sure if it's basketball, guess what? Women's basketball. I'm going to make sure Don Staley gets the money for women's basketball. If it's soccer, I'm going to make sure they get the money for the soccer. It's not going to be one collected to where. It's going to be football dominated, which is happening with most of these collectors. The mm -hmm. other sports who people don't care about don't get anything, right? They get the peanuts. They get they get the crumbs, right, from the football teams. But we want to be balanced. We want to be fair. We want to make sure everybody gets something. But you're gonna to have to work. It's not giving. We but you know we but we'll create the stores. We do transactions. We do and then we give back a percentage to the NIL. 
right? So they can good. have different things. No, I respect so that. That's I, I like I'm that. Doing. I'm that's, not that's about what... just, you know, saying, hey, let me raise $10 million and then I'm going to sit here and give these chapstick, these players. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't roll like that. Right? I, I told them I they know that. me. They just, I don't roll like that. So when I talk to players, I'm, they know. I tell them about that. I tell them about, dude, you're a 1099. I tell them about, you're going to pay taxes. I'm telling them about these different things that they need to know about that a lot of schools are, are, are not talking about. So, you know, that's what I bring to the table as a former athlete, as an NFL guy that understands marketing and how all this stuff works. I had, had to deal with all this stuff for 10, 12 years. Even after I finished playing, I get all this stuff. And I try to give this to these young men. But the reality is we have... As fan bases, and we think we have told these kids that they're so big right now. We've told these kids that they're so great, and how how much we want them on social media. And you know, we got look. Just look what happened to Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams think he's a rock star. I'm just saying, <laughs> it ain't Ryan Williams' fault. It's not his fault because people have made recruits feel like they are they are the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. This is a chapstick. It's chapstick that I'm talking about. Right. So they feel it, right? But then when they leave, when they do something that you don't want, right, or choose to transfer or or whatever it is. Pitchforks come out. Right, get in a little bit of trouble, what do they do? Not tell them. They lift you up to tell you right the freak down. The higher you go, the Already further that fall is going to be, right? So this is what Corey Miller does for the Collective Carolina Rise. And I do it based on as a former player because I know that a lot of people that are acting in these uh, collectives have never been in a locker room, have never been in a situation, have never been in a meeting or a sideline or had these types of things. You need to involve people that understand these things. Right. And that these, these young people are listened to, even though it's hard. I'm telling you, they are because everybody else has made them great. Yeah, right? no, I, I respect and, all and, that. And it used to be, and I said, shut up, it used to be Nick Saban will have to de-recruit. Me and him talked about this. This conversation has happened before because they had to build young 18 and 17 years up so high that when they got to Tuscaloosa, he talked about having to, to de-recruit these players. So that conversation, you know, with Austin Mack and, you know, Ryan Williams wouldn't happen with Nick Saban. Because he was focused on, I got to make sure these kids understand. I got 50, 60, more five and four stars right here that you just ain't getting nothing handed to you. Right. Right? You got to work. You got you to put the work in. It's going to cost you something. Success costs you something. And the reality is what's happening to college football right now, they want the, they want the prize before they do the work. And we're giving it to them. And therefore, we're not getting the best out of them because there's no way a young man's going to work when he already got the prize. Most of them. Some mm -hmm. of them will. You would because you had a different kind of character. But most of them don't. They want, they want just to get, they went in by being a high school gym and doing it in high school and then boom, we got the game. How much can I get? How much can I get? What am I worth? Well, so-and-so got this. What can I? And they ain't played one freaking down. Manning, prime example at Texas. Right, they gave him all. He was the highest NIL dude. Right, he he got all that because of his name. But if you watch his tape, they weren't a whole lot to be desired for for me. 
Raisa Manning playing at a little Catholic school against very inadequate competition. Mm. Right? So people paid, oh, he got $8 million worth of whatever. That's what they say. I don't know how true it is. But think about it. You gonna pay this man $8 million and he can't even touch the field? If I'm gonna give you $8 freaking million, you're gonna beat the guy that I got out right now. <laughs> I ain't give you $8 million to sit here two, three years and hope that you grow and be something. Right. Nah, bro. So this is what we're dealing with. I mean, the, the, you know, the King Proctors and things, these are the things that we're seeing. And to me, college football has take, taken a turn for the worse. All of it is grouped in that together. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I respect all that. I mean, I guess the only thing is just still back to my original point, like what is being done to teach them financial literacy, right? Like what what is what is educating them on finances look like? Like are you all telling them about CDs? Are you telling them about IRAs, right? Are you telling them about bonds, right? Are you man, teaching no, them how to man, invest no, in the no. stock market, right? You, like that's all I'm no. wondering. But see, to me, see, that's, now, that's now where we it becomes negligent. Now we have where you're going with that. The way we, where you're going problem? with that is Wait, a problem. Whoa, 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 because what? now we treat them like professionals, right? Treat them like because professionals? Now, no, no, you're treating them like young men that at some point they need to learn these things because that's how the world works. The world doesn't work like you're just going to be paid yeah, they, they, $50,000, $100,000, where you can go spend $50,000 on a diamond chain and watch set that's not even worth having. Who's got time to tell them that? Them coaches don't care have about time. that. Man, you better find time. About, what do you mean they don't have time? They, you do. They, man, look, if you hire all these other people, you're telling me you can't have some type of financial advisor on staff to help no. manage the account of all these guys? Come on, man. When are you going to learn? Bro, dude, when my you financial gonna learn? advisor... These with, people with, care with, about like wins that, and like losses. a number of athletes, professional athletes. That, these folks, most of them... You hire one of those of guys to keep in the, system, in, in, in the school to work with all these guys. If anything, I'm just saying... I. In my opinion, I think without doing that, like what what you're describing is is created by that. And, and I will say, you're speaking facts in terms of we're giving these kids stuff before they're getting anything, and it, it is leading to the like when I, when we were in school here, man. Again, I I'd say it all the time. My first year we made like a hundred some some dollars a month. It was nothing. And I'm telling you right now, man, the way our team like our work ethic, like we had dudes from situations where they had to have it. Right, like dudes had no choice but to make it. I mean, and and don't get me wrong, we we, we had a couple guys that prior were getting, you know, what I'm saying good treatment, you know, from whatever. But I'm like, they everybody had the right mindset, and I, I do feel like I I can actually see a change in the mindset of a lot of guys because, like you said, I mean, they, they they're given everything before they even get started, and and then you you combine that with the ability to leave. I mean, I feel like. We're, we're instilling, you know, weakness in the minds of kids in terms of facing adversity. When, when things don't go their way, they immediately jump in the portal. Like, you hardly see guys stick it through certain situations anymore. Then, like I said, I think it's just kind of a mess. But anyway, I just was curious. I like the stuff that you guys are doing because that actually is genuinely NIL, you know, utilizing their name, image, and likeness. Um, but I do just think if, if, if you're going to be throwing out all this money, you best believe you need to teach them or give them some type of course even though i know you get they try to they hold these courses the guys they get the text on their phone they're like oh hell we got a team meeting at three and they already know it's some type of extracurricular meeting and it ends up being like john parker wilson used to i think he used to be in you know finance i can't he's like an advisor or something but came and sp spoke to the team talking about these things that i'm talking about now 
half the people were barely paying attention. They could care less, right? But I just think if they if they knew how important it was to like man, like I don't think it's almost like a cheat code. If you have an opportunity to get a lump sum of money like that and you manage it the right way, I mean you can easily double your money, set yourself up long term. And it's just like no one's talking about that. I don't understand that, but anyway. like we got I mean, we got people on hold. And I want phone calls the rest of the way, by the way. But let me just say this real simple. <laughs> you been talking. I ain't even get to talk. <laughs> Most people don't care. Most people, you saying this, but the reality is they don't care. Because they don't fine. care. And it's I hard mean, to hear. I care. Be, because people don't care about these young men like that. They'll say it. But when the rubber hits the road, when things are happening in their lives and they don't put that color on whatever school said school is, most people can give a crap. That's just the reality of it. We'll be back. Ellis, Thomas from Romulus, and others, 205 We're going to phone call the rest of the way back in a moment. Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA grant number 18-VA-VS-050, the ABA, and this station. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I am the Omega, PG Lane, Rolly Gay, SIE, don't you address me unless it's with four letters. I thought you known better, I've been ducking the pandemic, I've been social gimmicks, I've been ducking the overnight activist, yeah, I'm not a trending topic, I'm a polo, y'all not playing with me, man. I am the Omega, PG Lane, Rolly Gay, SIE, Welcome back, right here free for all Friday, 2.34 here in Columbia, South Carolina, that'll be 1.34 for you guys in Tuscaloosa, Central Time, Alabama, because we done kind of hit a bunch of things on the top of the day, let's go to the phones. Tommy from Romulus, Ellis, others that's holding. We, we phone calls all the way. It's all about you. Let's go. Let's go, Mr. Rogers, to the phones. Wait, re- re- real quick, uh, on, on our Twitter page, uh, we just got a response from Mike. He said, uh, Christian, listen to your show and totally agree with uh, educating kids about the stock market. I've been a broker here in Columbus, Georgia, since 1987. It's very important for them to be taught to invest for the future. And he's spot on, man. I mean... If you just go look at, like, how investing works, I mean, you know, I will say this just real quick. Tosh LePoy, who was my defensive coordinator my senior year, but he was my position coach for four of my five years. He actually, I, we, we, we walked into a meeting one day, just a regular meeting, and I don't know what made him talk about this. I can't remember. We obviously didn't have NIL or anything, but I think he said he was having a conversation with his advisor, like, before the meeting, prior to the meeting, and... He starts talking to us about investing 
and starts basically explaining like you know how how compound interest works and how you know you know investing into mutual funds and index funds and things of that nature uh how that works and how it can set you up and your money's making money and i remember all of us are just sitting there because you know me i've always i mean i was buying and selling cars since i was 14 and before that i was buying and selling phones and electronics on craigslist i've been into all that but a lot of the guys that were hearing them talk about it were blown away because they had never heard of anything like that and i'm talking about freshmen all the way to seniors they're like what and so I will say, you know, I, I respected that, that he was kind of, you know, giving us a little little game on that. But all I'm saying is I, I just hope we're doing that because now that these guys have the opportunity to make that type of money, I mean, there's so many opportunities for them if they're educated the right way and they have trustworthy people because you do have to be careful about that too because people can take advantage of you with that stuff as well. Anyway, I'll shut up now about that. I just care about guys and, and make sure they're set after football. And, uh, yeah, that's all that is. Right. That's why I always said you need to work for somebody like Caleb Nabor need to hire a person like you that's been there and done that that they can relate to. That's I would love that. Right, Tell Greg Byrne to right uh, give me a call. Somebody, y'all, y'all reach out to Greg Byrne. Tell him I can be a good uh, <laughs> yeah. good advisor, something like that. I don't know. They, they always say, until the rubber hit the road. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> to the phones we go. Tommy from Rollins, welcome in. Wow, guys. You started out the show playing music about lipstick on the collar. Which one of y'all got uh, a mutual funny whiz saying get the uh, stain out of your collar? Because I know when you come home, I met your wife. Both paddles are going to be waiting for you, pal, upside the head. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait a minute, she'll be the minister. No, she'll be the angel of death upside your head. You won't be the minister of pain no more. Uh, Tommy, what, what, I didn't hear that song about the lipstick. On the, what, who played that? Did Noah do that? I guess, because then all of a sudden you were talking and you went dead for about 45 seconds. I was riding down the road. I said, I met his wife. She's a nice woman. Oh, I'm going to test. I'm going to vouch for her. I'm like, she's innocent. She didn't do it on purpose. Tommy, you know I'm a nice guy. You know, I mean, I was if I said anything about the chapstick stuff and lip lipstick, you know what I mean. Uh-oh. I know, I know. I was just being funny. I'm like, my God, his wife owned Mary Kane Cosmetics. This reduced to say. I'm like, my goodness. Hey, well, no, Tommy, really? just for the. Re- just for the record, she's in Greensboro with her, on a girls' trip, with, so she ain't listening right. Maybe, maybe she is, but but um, I'm home and, and I can just I'm free. I'm like you know I'm free. I can just be be me. Yeah, you have no shoes on. Yeah, you're free. I got no <laughs> shoes on, and you know I did what Ryan Williams did. You know, if you, have you seen Ryan Williams? Did you know that he paints his he like have like uh, polish on his nails? Did you know that? On his toes? No. No, no. On his hands. And no, no. Yeah, he he does a manicure and he gets his nails painted. So I went and got my toes done. I got me a nice clear pink on my toes. I got hey, a manicure. No, you man, come on, man. Yeah. No, you come on, man. Cut it out. Well, I mean, it kind of like pink, like the toe. You know what I mean? Like a. You need to talk Natural. to Ellis about that stuff. I, I'm not an expert on my toes getting painted. No, you need to talk to Ellis. Okay, okay, okay. I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ellis more of an expert on toe getting painted. I mean, I, I'm completely lost. If I did know, I am going to lie through my team and say, I don't know what the heck y'all talking about. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Let me stop. Wow. Uh, no, really? Talking about these agents who look at the land? I'm saying over half of them don't care about the athlete. 
this is what the universe ought to do. You're going to have NIL, you're going to have all this, and what you're doing in South Carolina, I think it's a fine idea. You're teaching them a value of a dollar. All right. One, they need a tax lawyer and a financial planner. None of this guy, like, getting these watches from 2020 and somebody put a couple of Zyani Chromio diamond, fake diamond on it like that. No, they need solid advice and solid financial for the future. Like, only 1% is going to get to the NFL. Right. True. So, I mean, no. And I don't want to hear a sad story. And it's going to come up in the next five or seven years. Like, well, man, this guy was a five-star. He was a number one overall recruit. Now, he living in government sex and houses. He had millions. Mm. What happened to his money? Yeah, he got yanked around. He didn't have good advisors. That where this was the NCA, in my opinion, and pissed the ball, I mean, ball, the can down the road and kept on taking the can, and they can't see the can no more. Dang. They have lost the can. And they need to do something about it. It's, it's something bad is going to happen. I mean, I like what Christian said. I like. I think that's one hundred. You know about the the, the education. Um, you know, I think we've done something like that here, as far as you know, bringing in uh, a CPA guy to talk with these young men and helping. You know, because the reality of it is so many, not just you know what they can do and not or what what not to do, but it's kind of like you know, hey, create a five hundred one c three. You know, so now that basically you are, you can use your car payments, you can use different things as write-offs. I mean, there's, there's so many different things these young men can learn and grow from. But my point was, these coaches, they are so focused on what they get transfer portal. They're so focused on, you know, still high school recruiting. They're so focused on recruiting their own roster. Unfortunately, you got to do that right now. You know, I got to keep my own guys that are already here. I got to re-recruit them again. Well, now they're on my roster. So, yeah, you talk about Ryan Grover, whatever his name is. He comes back to Seattle. I mean, I wish him well. Because guess what? Didn't the Boston College coach or the head coach gave it up? Yeah, he did yeah. went to Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see more and more of that because this is a this is a nightmare. And the bad thing is, this is going to trickle down to high school football. It's, it's going to, if got out of hand, it's the wild, wild west. And you can't get the genie back in the bottle, and that's a bad it's thing. It's a mess, man. It's it is. It's just disturbing. It's that's why I was saying earlier. You know, I went on this whole rant because this is not what you know. Not I, I look right now. I'm looking at my helmet, my Gamecock helmet, and you, your mind goes back to all your friends, all your, you know, the training camp, the bus ride. We just had to take the bus ride from our stadium over to the practice field. What you know it was. It was two miles from where the stadium was. Um, you know, to, you know, guys cramping up, to, to, to trip road trips, to bowl game. So that stuff to me, you know, when I had my stroke, I heard from so many former teammates, right, calling me. Some didn't even have my number. They found out how to get my number to check it in. And I'm talking about 30-something years ago. Some of them I haven't seen in 30 years, mm. but reached out. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm saying. These young men, unfortunately, are not going to be able to have that because they're bouncing around. 
And they, you know, relationships is everything, man. I mean, you know, you build those. I mean, you've you been weddings of each other. You, you see the kids grow up to like, you know, different things like that. So I don't know, man. It's just, to me, it's absolutely sad what's going on with college football. I believe 150% that guys should get paid money. But I think the fact when you left it, as we keep using and probably overuse Wild Wild West, but that's exactly what it is. And there's no guardrails. Guys are doing what they want to do, right? I mean, it's about the money more than the, the experience of being a college athlete, building those relationships. And, you know, you're just not going to have that no more. You're not going to have the fan-player relationship, you know, where – you go out, I go out in the public, and, you know, I'm still known as a game. And wherever I go, even today in Columbia, South Carolina, people will tell you, I've been watching, you know, I watched you, you know, 30-something years ago. I've been a fan for 60 years. I mean, those things are pretty cool, right, Tommy? Yeah. Well, just like Chris has pointed out last week and begin this week, he was at the university five years. I always heard this story. I'll name the school. They always say, if you sit on the Kentucky basketball bench and you never got to play, people say, well, transfer he said, sitting on that bench or being on the team that won an SEC title in basketball or a national championship, I could go anywhere in the state of Kentucky and get help because I was alumni. And that's how Coach Ryan was with his play because he started funds for his former football player children to go to college, the University of Alabama, because he said, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have the success I had as a head coach. He came back. I mean, Indian Bill... Teamship, tyranny, I mean, a brotherhood, and like in softball and women's sport, you build up a sisterhood. I mean, it's just something that will never, ever be taken away from you yourself by death when you die. Yeah. So, I mean, and you hate to see that because I'm going to tell you this, in the next five years, this keep on going like it is. People are going to sour on college football. Yeah. It really is. Or, or it's going to be what the, you know, the UFL is, or whatever this new league. It's going to, it's going to be that. I mean, it's going to be a, a farm league. league or something. Yeah, it's going to be a farm league for the National Football League. Um, what? That's what it's going to turn to because, you know, you got to keep the amateurism intact. And right now, you know, when we talk about money, it's not amateurism anymore. It's business, right? What yeah. did uh, Isaiah Bond say when when he was uh, this whole thing with Texas? He didn't say that I'm looking for about the fan base and better relationships and blah blah. He said this is business. It's business. So that tells you right now the am- amateurism is out. Well, so, uh, Tommy, where, does, where does he go back to? Just real quick, you, you make a good point. Like I get, I feel like if you leave as a freshman, you go play two years at another program. You'll still have your friends from the first program, but then you'll you'll probably settle in with the second program because you spent two or three years at the, the second program. But a guy like Isaiah Bond, who had the big catch against Auburn, he was here, with it, was it three years? Two or three years, right? But then he leaves and goes to Texas. I hate to say this, but I don't think he'll be so welcomed in by, back by the fan base, so to speak, um, because, you know, he left for Texas. Then he only played at Texas one year, so like I feel like a guy like him kind of yeah, he's like no, no, that, he's that catch. That catch would have profited him for the rest of his life. For the rest of his life, yeah. he could have been signing autographs and pictures about that catch of him for the rest of well, his Daniel life. Daniel Moore was doing the print too, yeah. So he definitely would have been. Yeah, he, to sign well, he's, he's definitely. If I'm Daniel Moore. I'll be down there 
with like <laughs> you just you only, you only capture Jalen just making the throw. You just kind of exclude. No, nah, it, it ain't gonna be the same. You gotta have the whole completion. Tommy, we we love you, brother. All right, man. Real quick, I know you gotta go. Are you coming down for a day? Yes. Okay. Say that. Are y'all gonna have the smokers going? I don't know. I'm everybody fussing at me. I wish you and Mike were, from um, where's Mike like from? Opelika and Ellis. And you know, I'm gonna th- th- say a funny story about that. I met Mike the very first time he done this show, and me and him a great time. Is I'll see you next week. I never saw him again. I'm afraid I'm running him off. <laughs> <laughs> Daggum, Tommy, Might be I know, I'm terrible. I mean, no, I didn't know if y'all were going to be at the restaurant again. No, I, I haven't talked to J-Rob. I haven't talked to um, Ellis. I mean, so I don't... We're going to no. be somewhere, but we're definitely going to do something special for A-Day. And then, of course, South Carolina's coming to Tuscaloosa. We're going to do a big, big deal for that. So just, uh, we're going to be good, man. But I'm looking forward to getting McDonald's weather warm up. And, and I'm almost back to 100 getting up out of the house. So I'm, I'm right at the door, brother. Oh, that's great. I'm glad. All right, man. We love you, Tommy. Appreciate your phone call. Yes, sir. Be well. Have a great weekend. Ellis and others, stay right there. We'll finish up with you coming back here in just a moment. On a Friday, the Middle's Edge Tide, 100.9, 1230 AM, WTBC. Right around the corner. (sighs) So grab your Swiffer wet jet and just spray, push, all clean. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders. We are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. What a beautiful afternoon, partly to mostly sunny, the high 68. Tonight, fair with the low at 42. Tomorrow morning, sunshine, clouds increasing by afternoon, the high 67. Sunday, cloudy and much colder with occasional rain, the high at 50. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back, final segment here of hour number two on a Friday. Hope you're getting ready for a great weekend. Been a great couple hours. We've been talking about a lot of really good stuff, all good serious stuff. I always like we're getting these in-depth conversations. Again, we started out with about Ryan Grubb. Uh, don't know for sure what his deal is going to be. Christian, I've said he's out recruiting right now. Um, you said he's going to stay. The yeah, reports I think are saying here. that. Uh, hmm. Carl Weathers, who appeared in Apollo Creed in the first four Rocky films, opposite of uh, Sylvester Stallone, died on Tuesday. I didn't know that. Dang. Hey, real, real fast before we hit the phones. Uh, I, I mentioned the Kane Womack thing that I was reading. I don't know if you got to read it, but just real quick, um, it was it was uh, his former quarterback at South Alabama that they were interviewing um, and asking him kind of what can Alabama fans expect out of out of Kane Womack, and um, basically he said um, a number of things, but he uh, basically talked about how he understands uh, what players go through because. 
he, you know, played the game. His, his dad was a coach, longtime coach. I think I'm pretty sure he played at Arkansas. So he played in the SEC, uh, but he described him as, as a grinder, a guy that, you know, is going to work hard, all that good stuff. Um, but in terms of kind of more so what he's faced in practice against Kane Womack's defenses, uh, he, this is what he had to say. He said, you're going to have landmarks as his own dropping team, but for him it's more vision dropping, you're going to have to play out the quarterback's eyes, uh, which is tough because a lot of guys at college level can't use their eyes as well as they want, so guys kind of flow or melt. So where their eyes are going and turnovers happen, breakups happen. So basically kind of what I had been explaining on the show the past week, and, week or two and kind of what I got from watching the tape is that it's definitely more of a, a, a zone scheme, spot drops. I'll be honest, that's that's not it's not my favorite style of defense. It's not. If I'm just being transparent, it's not. But we'll have to see. Um, but I will say this about like the the melting, you know, off the quarterback's eyes. When I was down at the Senior Bowl, I'm pretty sure it was D'Amico Ryan's. He, he he taught that technique a lot. As a matter of fact, I think I saw um, was it Christian Harris? I think I saw Christian Harris kind of play. He came up with that pick six in the playoff game that with that similar technique. He was like flat foot reading it, reading the quarterback's eyes, broke on the yeah. football, made a big play. So, yeah, I mean, very nice play. Yeah, extremely nice play. So, so that part is, I mean, I, I like playing off the eyes. I, it's just the, the spot drops, man. Just coming from a pattern match system, it, it's... I'll just have to see. Well, I just got to see. Nick Saban is down in Jupiter, Florida. So I know he. I know, but that's not the point. But it's just it's the philosophy of it. That's why I keep telling people. Everybody keeps talking about four two five. It's not four two five. We've been running four two fives ninety percent of the time. That's not. It. It's just the the philosophy of it. The, the single high and then yeah. the spot drops. Just, I'm very curious to see how that that looks because it's just not necessarily what I'm used to or what I would prefer. But again, I'm. Not the head coach, so it doesn't matter. All right, let's uh, let's head to Ellis. Let Ellis close us out. We got about three or four minutes. There we go. Ellis, welcome in. Roll Tide, gentlemen. There it is. Roll Tide, roll. <laughs> roll Tide, Ellis. That's right. I'm uh, finishing up my last job and going home and uh, getting everything packed up so I can uh, head down there. Oh, that's right, because you're, oh, you're coming to the Mississippi State basketball, yeah. Yes, sir. Coming to the Mississippi State ball, ball game tomorrow night. Nice, nice. Nice. Uh, that's going to be a good I one. But everybody says I, I paid too much for my ticket. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody says I paid too much for my ticket. How what much did you pay, if you don't mind me asking? I paid 74 bucks. Um, yeah, that's not bad. Were they sold out? I'll be honest, Ellis. Normally, I just kind of walk. No, in they wasn't sold out. I, I, I got it from a uh, uh, ticket center. Hmm. Uh, I hope it's a good seat. Online, though, for was, yeah, it was, maybe it's a really good seat. I was about to say, Ellis. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I normally just walk in there and just get one of those little ten dollar tickets and kind of just find somewhere to sit. But. Uh, but you're coming from out of town, so you, you didn't want to risk that. I don't blame you. Yeah, I didn't want to sit in the nosebleed section. It's in section E, row 24. Okay. Well, maybe I'll so, see you there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go check out the game. So, I'll, E24, maybe I'll see if I can come find you. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll have my title towel in hand. There you go. Yeah, you tied a towel, and you were with that, uh, what's his name, Blitz Bama Blitz guy. Willie might be there, too. 
Oh, he's been, man, he's yeah. been Tuscaloosa. I'd like up, to meet man. him. Man. I'd like to meet him. Well, it seems like if you just go over there to the, where they work out at the, at the um, complex, now more, you'll probably yeah. find him. Seems like he got full access. Dang. Yeah, That'd they, be nice. They like He's always shooting videos. He, he shoot videos for about every week, seems like. Yeah, I know. I notice them. But, uh, that, yeah, I'm uh, like I said, I'm getting ready. But I'm glad y'all talked about the deal with the young fellers. You know, we hope that the schools that they're at learns them about uh, tax time. You know, with all that mm. money they got, you know, uh, I hope they know they got to pay taxes. I hope somebody is is teach them that. You know? Yeah, that's important. And they they trust me. They, they don't get me wrong. They they bring people in to educate guys. I'm just saying, with when I was in school, it would be like one time in the spring, maybe one time during training camp, just kind of just doing it to kind of help introduce that stuff to to us players. But that was before NIL. I think now with NIL, I mean, I think. You have to to be uh, you know educating players more than ever uh, with the way money is being dished out right now. Oh yeah, because they'd be in big trouble if they if they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. If they just ignore it and just go, oh well, you know. Yep. Mm. Well, Ellis, we appreciate it, man. We got to make room for Ryan Fowler. I see him knocking at the door, so I need to make sure I get out of his way. But I appreciate you checking in with us, and I'll uh, I'll make sure I look for it. It was E twenty four. I'm gonna look for you tomorrow. P. That's P right. is in uh, people. Oh, 24. P. Oh, P. P. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. P is in he paid $74 for those tickets. <laughs> Roll Tide Rule. Appreciate it, Ellis. All right. We got to get out of here. Real quick, just want to tell you about our good friends again at Off-Road Performance Direct. If you're in need for that lift kit, tires, wheels, all that good stuff for your truck, SUV, head on over to Off-Road Performance in Northport, Alabama. Again, that's 4751 Lake Sherwood Lane in Northport, Alabama. Contact Michael at 205-310-1823. He'll take great care of you and get that truck or SUV lifted or sitting pretty, however you like it. So make sure you check them out again. Off-Road Performance Direct. All right, got to get out of here. It's been a fun week on the Miller's Edge. Appreciate everybody for your support, listening in on the YouTube stream, on the app, all that good stuff. 